at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. I hope everyone had a great week and welcome back. Glad you're joining me. So, of course, this is the New Heights Show on Education. We also have, in addition to my work with disability, we also have the Buffy Williams Show on NHEG's radio network. Her show is Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I hope you check her out. She does her topics on the world of education. Also, I'd like to remind all of my listeners that I am available via chat on Zoom. If you'd like to chat with me during the show, please give me a ring at one 646 Five five eight eight six five six. That is a New York number, so your long distance charges may apply. Our meeting ID for Zoom is four six five one seven two eight eight two. If you'd like to join me, so once again, welcome to this week's topic. Today, I'm going to be speaking about amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is ALS, is more commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease um, for, um, because of the ball, baseball player who um, contracted this disease. Well, contracted isn't the right word. Who, de- who developed this disease? So what is ALS? So this illness is most often referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease, again, as I said. It is a disorder of the nervous system, especially of the brain and spinal cord areas. ALS causes lack of muscle control all over the body. Physicians right now don't know what causes ALS, but believe there's a genetic factor involved. So ALS is very, very much a mystery still. Um, Research is ongoing. They think that there is a genetic component to the disease 
and environmental factors, which I'll get into a little bit later here. But the actual cause is still unknown. Early effects of ALS are weakness and twitching of the muscles as well as slurred speech. Right now there is no known cure for ALS at this time and the disease is fatal. So eventually it does cause um, respiratory failure and the, the person, the individual passes. Unfortunately, we don't again have a cure, but we are still working on it. So hang in there. I hope we find a cure for this disease pretty soon. You know, it, it would be lovely because this is, I know it's not fun to uh, experience the respiratory issues that go along with ALS. Here are some more symptoms of it. As the disease progresses, a person may experience difficulty walking and performing daily tasks. So again, walking, um, it affects the motor ability, your interaction with picking up things or um, doing tasks around the house. Walking, it controls the muscles in your legs. So it you know, affects the way you walk. Um, it, it is, you know, it affects things like grasping, reaching, that sort of thing. Um, weakness in the hands, feet, or ankles. Um, the extremities, again, muscles in the hands, trouble grabbing for things, holding things, holding a pen, writing, um, Problems with the nerves in the feet or the ankles causing problems walking. Slurred speech or trouble swallowing. And this is as ALS begins to affect the muscles of the tongue and the throat. So simply because the disease attacks the muscles, every, every part of your body has a muscle attached to it pretty much. And... That's no exception for the tongue. The tongue is a muscle. And as ALS continues, the muscle, the neurons in the muscle start to degenerate. Um, they start to fail. And so you have a lot of things like difficulty speaking, um, difficulty forming words. Eventually, it, this can cause dementia, which I'll get into in a minute. Um, but one of the first signs is this beginning of slurred speech or difficulty understanding someone with ALS. Muscle cramps, especially in the arms, shoulder, or tongue. Again, referencing the tongue, that slurred speech. Um, arms, shoulders, you know, are hard, again, to control. They tense up. Inappropriate laughing, crying, or yawning. Again, this, it does affect the nervous system. It affects the brain. Depending on the section of the brain that it affects, it could cause these symptoms of laughing, crying, or yawning suddenly. Um, again, that's due to the neurons breaking down in the body, which cause these reactions Cognitive and behavioral changes, again, going back to the brain, it, this depends on what areas of the brain this disease affects. 
excuse me, and not everyone has the same symptoms or even all of these symptoms because it really is dependent on which neurons the disease attacks and, and when. So again, symptoms can vary widely depending on which part of the brain and spinal cord is affected. Um, ALS eventually will inhibit such autonomic functions, which are processes that our body does every day continually, um, automatically, like breathing, like, you know, our heart pumping through our blood through our veins. These are things that happen that we aren't really consciously aware of and we don't need to act upon to make happen. They just happen because they make our body run. And that's, that is what is meant by autonomic. Um, <clears throat> so a person eventually loses the ability to speak, um, chew or swallow. So eating for advanced people or people with advanced ALS is very, very difficult. Um, and they may end up needing assistance to eat. Um, ALS causes neurons to deteriorate, deteriorate and die, disrupting the brain's ability to send um, signals to the muscles. So basically the way your body works is the brain is constantly sending electro electronic impulses to your the rest of your body. This includes the muscles. So basically your brain is telling your muscles to work. And what happens when this pathway of neurons dies is that the brain is unable to connect itself to the muscles to tell them what to do. That's where you get the muscular failure. It's not necessarily because the muscles themselves are um, weaker or, or you know, the muscle tissue is dying, although that can happen um, as a result of this loss of the connection of the neurons. And we'll get into that in a minute here. So before I continue, I'd like to stop for a um, little announcement here, and I will continue talking to you about ALS and how it works and what it does after this little break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome back. I am your host, Erica Hansen. In the last segment, I introduced our uh, our topic for today, which is ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. This is a disease of the nervous system. And if you'd like to know just a brief rundown of the symptoms, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first part of this episode. So 
what causes ALS? Why does it even happen in the first place? We don't know. We, we have guesses. We have conclusions. But in all honesty, we do, do not yet know what causes this disease. Um, they suspect, physicians sus suspect that ALS is a result of both genetic and environmental factors, but the actual cause is unknown. Um, right now, it is estimated that 5% to 10% of people who suffer from ALS inherited the gene from a member of their family. Um, and this also affects the children of those people affected with ALS. They have a 50-50% um, chance of inheriting the condition from a parent if a person with ALS does have children. The older you are, the more at risk you are for de developing the disease. And it's estimated that most people are diagnosed with ALS between the ages of 40 to 60 years old. So the diagnosis occurs more or less as you age um, and can happen between the years of 40 to 60. And a person's sex is a factor. Before age 65, more men than women are likely to get it. But the disparity closes, that gap between men and women closes once someone hits 70 or older years of age. So there is a starting gap where men tend to be diagnosed with ALS more so than women. And then women catch up when they turn about 70. Um, your genetics are a factor for developing ALS, as we mentioned. Um, variations in a person's genetic material can cause or contribute to ALS. And there are other factors that people need to look at when considering if they have ALS. Environmental triggers that may cause it or exacerbate it are smoking. If a person smokes, they're at higher risk for getting this disease. Exposure to toxins um, with a caveat that, that no one yet knows if there's a specific chemical that causes ALS or not. Um, no one chemical has been directly linked to this disease. So exposure to toxins in the air and the water um, depending on where you work, what type of job you do, etc. Military service. Um, this is really unclear as to why ALS is prevalent in those who have served in the military. The, the current thought is that um, it's due to bodily stress, the continual bodily stress a soldier is put under when they have to serve in the military and that wears the body down. Um, and of course, due to traumatic injuries that may affect the brain or the spinal cord. Um, although there is another factor that people are considering related to metals that people may become in contact with during their jobs in the military. Um, 
repeated bodily exertion, wear and tear, um, damage to the body frequently. That's also a clue that you may develop ALS later in life. So what are the problems associated with or caused by ALS? Um, this, one of the big ones is trouble breathing. I mentioned this throughout the um, show. I've mentioned this throughout the show already. So ALS interferes with the muscles of the throat, making it difficult for a person to breathe. As the disease progresses, a patient may have to rely on medical equipment um, to, to help them breathe. An example of this equipment would be like a, a CPAP or a BiPAP, which are t typically used by people with sleep apnea. But if a person isn't getting enough oxygen, the CPAP or BiPAP can assist a person with ALS as well. It can push that oxygen into their body and help them breathe. Um, respiratory failure is the most common cause of death for people with ALS. It is typical for people to live three to five years after the onset of symptoms, although some people may live 10 years or longer. So again, there's a wide, there is a wide gap there. And, but the typical time frame between onset of symptoms and passing is three to five years. Before I continue, I'm going to take a stop, uh, take a moment to acknowledge our, our radio show sponsor, Silicon Valley High School. Take a look at what they have to offer. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back to the show. My name is Erica Hansen, and our topic today is ALS and also more commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. If you missed the first couple parts of this episode, please feel free to go back and listen to those. It details the signs and symptoms of ALS why we think it happens, what we still need to learn about ALS. Um, lots of good stuff in there. So I encourage you, if you are just joining me now, go ahead and go back and read and listen to the first two episodes or two segments of this episode. So we were talking about problems associated with or caused by ALS. And I mentioned that the most common cause of death for people who have this disease is respiratory failure because the muscles in the throat are simply unable to to swallow, to breathe, um, because the nervous system has broken down so much that basically the system just does not work anymore and the brain can't get a message through to let the body know, hey, open up, breathe. So this is the most common um, 
common cause of, you know, death in patients with ALS. As I mentioned before, ALS has causes issues with the mouth and the tongue, which, which, uh, gives people has, let's start again. The, the issues with the mouth and the tongue cause people to have difficulty speaking, difficulty communicating. Um, it starts with a slight slurring of the words, but progresses to the point where they are, where people with ALS are really quite difficult to understand. Um, those with advanced ALS, they often rely on technology in order to communicate. So technology has advanced to the point where it is useful for people to communicate. Those people that have um, ALS can at least use that if they have trouble speaking and being understood. Difficulty swallowing. This is another one. Again, we're looking at the throat and the tongue. So because ALS affects the muscles in the throat, people with, with the disease may have an inability to swallow. And again, that means that they have trouble. If they can't swallow, they have problems taking in food, water, other liquids that they need. So a side effect of that is that people with this disease may suffer from malnutrition and dehydration, not because of any, you know, a lack of wanting to eat or, or drink, you know, not any lack of them wanting to take care of themselves. It, it has to do with the fact that they simply can't, they can no longer perform those functions. Um, in addition, people with ALS have a higher risk of inhaling particles of food and liquid into their lungs. Again, this is a breakdown of the nervous system in the throat. So instead of going down into the stomach, f particles of food or other, other things, if a person does try to eat, may actually end up in the lungs and again, cause difficulty breathing. Um, so what are we doing to kind of alleviate these symptoms? Remember that ALS has no cure. So basically treatment focuses on relieving the stress of the disease on the person, making them comfortable, making sure that they can have the best quality of life that they can have um, for as long as they are with us. So... Um, in the case of of food, you know, in case of actually getting nutrition into the body, um, they are often given a feeding tube. And so the throat and the tongue, they, they bypass the throat and the tongue and just go straight to a feeding tube that does give them the nutrients that they need to function. Um, <clears throat> another symptom of people that people with ALS often get are they're diagnosed with a specific type of dimension, dementia, excuse me, with dementia. And it's a specific type. It's called frontotemporal dementia. This affects your judgment and it affects your memory. So basically your decision-making capabilities are impaired and your um, memories 
may start fading because of ALS as those neurons die out. So again, with treatment, we can alleviate symptoms at this point. We cannot cure it. So, but because ALS is a nervous system disease, it can often mimic symptoms of other nervous system diseases, which it can make it hard to diagnose in the first place. Um, doctors use really uh, quite a few different methods to diagnose um, ALS. This is, you know, involves nerve conduction studies, spinal taps, muscle biopsies, uh, blood and urine tests, and many other things, various imaging tests, which is like an MRI or a CAT scan. Um, <clears throat> so uh, focus on treatment is, is again, focusing more on quality of life, which is the feeding tube, assistive technologies, that sort of thing. Um, you know, muscle relaxants, perhaps. This is, again, it's a disease that is, is very traumatic. And the focus for these folks who have this disease is, is basically on increasing quality of life. Um, research is still ongoing and we are still working on a cure for this disease. So if you have any questions or comments or ideas for future topics, you can reach me at Erica H at newheightseducation.org. Erica H at newheightseducation.org. That's Erica with a K, H as in Harry. Again, this show premieres Thursdays at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and 4 p.m. Eastern. It is recorded live, so if you'd like to talk to me, please, uh, please reference the Zoom information that I gave at the top of the episode. I hope everyone has a great week. Take care of yourselves. Hang in there. We're all in this together. Just be safe and be proactive with regards to COVID and take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week. New on Curiosity Street, Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.